This is Make a Difference Monday, where we talk about how you can make a difference in yourself, in others, and in the world around you. I'm Courtney Bullard, and today we are joined by Kendra Rock, and we're going to be talking about the power of prayer. So we want to take just three minutes and make a difference in your Monday. So Kendra, we're going to quickly go through the forming questions I have for you, and then we'll dig a little deeper into them. So tell us the top three things you want listeners to know about you. I just want listeners to know how much I love my Jesus and just how much I look forward to one day when I will actually see him face to face. And I also would just love for people to know that um, I love to pray. Prayer is a passion for me. I love to share with other people how to pray. And um, it is just what fills me up to get to spend time alone with the Lord. And then I also just find my greatest earthly treasure to be my family. Okay. Top three ways you make a difference in yourself. Spending time alone with the Lord. I love to spend time in his word every day, um, in his presence, praying to him, spending time in his word. And then another way that I love to make a difference in myself is spending a day alone with God, to have that extended time in his presence. And then just investing in the lives of other people. As I invest in the lives of people, that fills me up also. Okay, top three ways you make a difference in others. Praying for them, being an intercessor. Um, going before the throne of God, standing in the gap for them and teaching others how to pray. I love to teach others how to pray scripturally from God's word and then just simply investing in the lives of others, having the opportunity to mentor other young ladies. Top three ways you hope to make a difference in the world around you. I long to leave a legacy of prayer for my future generations Um, One way I love to try to be a part of the bigger picture of making a difference in the world is through Moms in Prayer, whose um, mission and vision is to impact um, children in schools worldwide for Christ. And so sharing that mission to grow Moms in Prayer groups around the world is a way I would like to impact the world. And then, of course, just being authentic in my daily living, living for the Lord instead of for others. Wow. Thank you so much, Kendra. Okay. So we're going to dive deeper now. Kendra, I would love to circle back around to some of your answers of what you said. So first of all, you've been married for 37 years. Yes. Do you have a secret to that? How do you, how do you have a happy long marriage for that long? Do you know what I would tell you our greatest secret is, is my husband, Roger, and I pray together every night before we go to bed. And I truly believe that has been a secret to that happiness and the joy that we have in our marriage, because you cannot stay mad at each other (laughs) when you have to pray together before you go to sleep each night. And so um, it's just been a tremendous blessing. That's amazing. Okay. I'm making notes because (laughs) my husband and I, we need to start doing that every night before bed praying. Um, Okay. So you are so involved with not only, I love your heart because I know that you're one of the five founders for project 66, which is a food resource center in Edmond. Yes. So tell me, tell me a little bit about that. Well, that is a journey that began many years ago. And um, a friend of mine just saw a need to feed the hungry in the Edmond and the Arcadia area. And so um, five ladies began a food pantry and it has just grown tremendously over the years. And it has been such a privilege to get to be involved in that because we see answered prayer after answered prayer after answered prayer of God's provision all along the way. 
Wow. That's amazing. You know, my daughter, she is seven and they're doing a food drive at their, her school right now. And so every day she comes home and she says, we, we need to take more food. So my pantry is very organized because all the food is gone. She's <laughs> <I guess laughs> just taking it to school. So I love that. It's so important. I love that. Okay. So we're talking about the power of prayer. And when I think about prayer, I think about you and I think about the role that God has put you in and especially the role of um, you serve as the Southwest division coordinator of moms in prayer. And so I love to dive into this more with you. I'm a mom. I know the importance of prayer, but there's several things that you said that I want, I would love to unpack with you. Um, and the tie to Ghana. So let's, well, I want to circle back around to that, but first I want to go, you said something very interesting when I asked what the top three ways that you make a difference in yourself. And you said that you spend one day per month alone with God. What does that look like? Do you calendar that in? Like, do you turn your phone off? Like, I would love all the details of that. Okay, so I choose one day a month to just be alone with God. So I um, really personally, I have a little cabin that I can run out to and spend time alone with the Lord. So I'm getting away from all the distractions. I'm removing myself from the laundry and um, from the things that distract me. And I do turn my phone off for that day. And I always begin that day by asking the Lord to keep me from distraction. And he does. I mean, it is such a sweet time together with him. And so I will take out with me, of course, my Bible, Bible studies, books I may be reading. Um, and I will just spend extended hours alone in his presence where I pray, I praise, I worship, I dig into his word. And it is the sweetest time, um, Courtney, of the month. It's my favorite day of the month. And I began that um, serving as the division coordinator with Moms in Prayer. They ask us to spend a day alone with God. And I think that is the um, one of the greatest gifts that I have been given to just draw alone into his presence. So does your family know this is the day I'll be gone? You cannot get a hold of me. Because I think if I turn my phone off, we, we would have the police showing up because I wouldn't <laughs> be answering or answering text. So how do you arrive to that where it's fine to turn your phone off? Well, my husband always knows that that's going to be my day alone with God. And my kids are um, grown now, so they're not in the home. And so I'll just put my phone on silent. And then I really am always in awe of how God just, people don't need me that day. <laughs> he goes before <laughs> me preparing the way. And that's Amen. very beautiful. Um, but I, I just see his great blessing over setting that side, time aside with him. Amen. So you also said that one of the ways you make a difference in yourself is you invest in the lives of others, which seems opposite because we think of ourselves, but you're investing in others, which I love. And it's so important and so biblical. So tell me, what does that look like in your life? How do you invest in the lives of others? You know, God brings people along my path. And he just opens up the door for me to invest into their lives. And Courtney, one of the greatest ways I invest in their lives is through prayer, um, praying with them, praying for them, teaching them how to pray. And, um, you know, Moms in Prayer has really given me that platform to teach others how to pray because we um, follow four steps of prayer, praise, confession, thanksgiving, and intercession. And so um, when you get to invest in the life of somebody else, giving them 
a tool on how they can have a greater relationship with our father. Um, that's one of the greatest investments that I can make in somebody else, praying for them and teaching them how to have that relationship with God. So every time you pray, is that the order of prayer that when you go to the Lord, is that, is that what you do? It's really my default order. (laughs) I have um, learned that by being in Moms in Prayer for so many years. Um, And in our Moms in Prayer hour, we always follow that format because we follow a prayer sheet. But the reason I like that is because it tells us that we enter his presence. We enter his courts and his gates with praise and thanksgiving. So when we start there, we are entering into his presence at the beginning of our prayers. And then, of course, confessing is... um, Um, clearing our hearts before the Lord so that we don't have anything hindering um, that time of conversation with him. And then once our hearts are clean, then we can just um, begin interceding and sending the gap for other people. So it really is my default order of prayer. (laughs) It's good. It works. It's working. (laughs) It works. That's amazing. What I love, I want to swing back around to the moms in prayer where you had mentioned that the vision is that every school in the world would be covered with prayer. And I read that and I, I got goosebumps and kind of teared up because I thought, wow, I mean, the difference that that would make. So I would love to know how are you, how is that happening? How are you moving toward that where every school in the world would be covered with prayer? Well, one of the greatest things we're doing that is praying and asking God to do that because all the power is in the prayer. And that's what precedes any work that we do. And, um, you know, just to share in how one person makes a difference in the lives of others. I mean, Courtney, just as you are making a difference because you're one person who had that vision of um, the Pearl House. Um, you, there was one mom named Fern Nichols, and she was given the vision that there could be a group of moms praying for every school because it was a point in her life when she was like, God, I need someone to pray with me for my kids. And God gave her that one other mom. And from that, this vision was given. And so um, we have um, women in 150 countries around the world that are a part of Moms in Prayer. So God is taking forth that mission. And um, one of the coolest things is knowing that we have 329 Moms in Prayer groups in Ghana, where the Pearl House is located. Amen. I love that. That's a lot. It is a lot. Yes. Coordinator Margaret, um, who um, serves there in Ghana. And I know that Courtney Garland has um, connected with Margaret about Moms in Prayer. So it's just so exciting to see how God takes it around the world. And, um, you know, I first met you and learned about the Pearl House and shared with you about Moms in Prayer. And I think that's probably how Courtney Garland connected with um, Margaret in Ghana. So it's it is exciting. God moves the mission forward. Amen. Well, I love when you said, you know, asking about how you seek to make a difference in others and teaching others to pray using the power of God's word. I like, I'd love for you to even expand on that. Like, I know that you have your default order of prayer, but how, how do you teach others to pray using tapping into that power of his word? Literally praying scriptures for our children, for our schools, for our spouses, for whatever the circumstances may be in our life where we need to um, dig into God's word, to pray it over the circumstances, to pray his word over the people that we love. Um, In Moms in Prayer, we, on our prayer sheet, we literally have a scripture every single week 
where we insert our child's name into God's word. And there is so much power in praying God's word because we have his promise in Isaiah 55, 11, that his word will not return void and his word will fulfill his purposes. So I know that oftentimes our mom heart has a really great idea and suggestion to make to the Lord, how we would like to see him work in the lives of our kids, but we can get it wrong sometimes as moms, but God's word will always get it right. So when we pray his word, we know we are praying his will. And then he also tells us in Jeremiah 23, 29, he says, is not my word like a fire declares the Lord and like a, a hammer that breaks rocks to pieces. There is so much power in God's word and we all have hard places in our life, but his word is like a hammer that breaks those rocks into pieces. And so, you know, whenever you have a circumstance, if you're, if your child is fearful, then you can simply pray for them. God, I pray that my child will not fear, but will trust in you whenever they are afraid. May my child trust in you. We just insert their name into that scripture. And if you have a child that is needing guidance, you would just pray, Lord, help my child not to lean on their own understanding, but in all their ways, help them to acknowledge you and you will direct their paths. And, um, you know, Courtney, for teenagers, is that great for us in 2 Timothy 2, 22, where you would ask God, help my child to flee the evil desires of youth and to pursue righteousness, faith, hope, and love, along with those who call on the name of the Lord. So you just find um, a scripture in God's word that speaks to your need. Um, that covers the circumstance of your concern and pray his word over that circumstance. And you're releasing the power of God and you know, you're praying his will. Okay. I have to compose myself for a minute because that was very powerful and so good because I've noticed just even in my own children's lives, I can tell them things. I can even pray things, but when you are praying scripture, like his word does not return void. And it's amazing how you remember scripture where someone can, you don't necessarily remember people's words sometimes, but how God helps you to remember in my life, at least helps you to remember scripture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. so good. Um, okay. So you said that um, you mentioned how you make a difference in others is that you have relationships where you're intentionally investing in the lives of others. And I know that you pray for people and that's how you invest. Is that how you are intentionally investing in others or does that look, is there more to it? Spending time with them, um, taking walks with them, just having relationship with them, um, being purposeful to um, make time for those relationships. You know, we all need truth spoken into us. And once again, that's going back to God's word. So when you're just relating with someone and having that um, just friendship and relationship with them, um, then you can speak truth into their circumstances too. And that's just being intentional to point them toward the Lord. I would love to know the story of you remember the day that you were called by the Holy Spirit to a ministry of prayer. 
I love to share that story. Um, my boys were literally in the nursery at church one Sunday morning, and we had a guest soloist come to sing. Her parents attended our church, a small congregation. She was just an ordinary person who came to share her voice with us that morning. And the song that she sang was Prayer Warrior. And it, it goes along the line, she's a prayer warrior down on her knees. Um, fighting powers and principalities, standing in the gap for others. And when I heard that song, God just laid on my heart, you are to be a prayer warrior. You are to stand in the gap for others. It was a moment in time when I knew this was a call on my life for my kids. And then when they began elementary school, I learned of moms in prayer. And once again, God placed me to grow me in this call on my life. And so I began praying with other moms every week for our children in our schools. And that's where I learned to pray the scriptures over my kids. And then over time, he moved me into um, um, serving as an area coordinator, a state coordinator, and now a division coordinator for the Southwest. And every step of that journey, he has placed a deeper call on my life for prayer. And he has been so specific on those calls. Before I became the state coordinator, um, he, um, in my quiet time one day, he just said, the answer is yes. And I said, oh God, what is the question? And the um, question came later, would I serve as the Oklahoma state coordinator? And then when I became the Southwest division coordinator in my quiet time alone with the Lord one day, it was a story where he said, go and dig ditches and I will fill them with water. And I heard God just saying, well, what, I, what, you have ditches to dig, like what ditches am I supposed to dig for you, Lord? And um, then the call came later to serve as the Southwest Division Coordinator. So I then had five states to help dig ditches in. And um, God said he would fill them with water and he is true to his word. So when God speaks to you, does it look different every time? Or is it through his, I mean, how, how do you hear from the Lord? It's in that time alone with him that I hear from him. And I would say it's almost always in his word. It is always in his word. Um, it may be um, the prayer and the word um, study together, but it's straight from his word when I hear his voice. I want to spend more time with you, Kendra. <laughs> You're, it's really amazing. And it's amazing how you can just tell you're so in love with the Lord and it's contagious and it's infectious and people I'm sure gravitated towards you because they know how much you love them. And I, like, I was, I love your heart for prayer and for others and your obedience. I love that you said yes, even before you knew the question. Yes. That's inspiring. <laughs> so as far as in Ghana, I do know that we're working on, I would love to have moms in prayer at the Pearl House Academy, having all those mamas that are sending their babies there um, for our girls at the Pearl House, you know, they, for our daughters, just the importance of that. Mm -hmm. And so I love that. I'm excited to see what's going to come of that and what's going to happen with that, praying for that. And so I love that you said that you hope to make a difference in the world by leaving a legacy of prayer for your future generations and being authentic to what God has asked of you. And so is there anything else that you would like to share or expand on that you would like people to know or hear about? Well, I have been given 
an amazing legacy of prayer. I have a letter from my great grandmother that hangs on um, my wall here in my home. And um, it is her sharing with the future generations about her savior and how she had a call in her life to follow him. And so I have been given an amazing legacy that is carried down through the generations of prayer from my great-grandmother to my grandmother to my parents, my in-laws. And um, I want to continue that legacy of prayer that I have been given. And I want that legacy to continue on and on for my future generations. And you know what? God says he is faithful from generation to generation. So I believe that that legacy will continue because he's the one who began that good work and he's the one that will carry it on. And I am just so humbled and joy filled to have that kind of legacy that I have been given and that God has put that call on my life to continue that legacy. So whenever you don't, you're not at the day where you you're spending the entire day with God, you've turned your phone off, but then, you know, all the other days that are taking place during the month, what does prayer look like for you in those days? Are you, do you pray quietly? Are you walking around your house praying, just talking to the Lord or I just would love to know what prayer looks like for you on a daily basis. I love to have um, time alone with him in the morning. Um, And I often will do that when my house is empty after my husband has gone to work. And I love to pray aloud to him during that time. And then um, throughout the day, I come and go from prayer. Sometimes they're um, aloud and sometimes they're silent in my heart. But like on my computer screen, um, I have a little note that says every email a prayer. Because I can get bogged down in some of the administrative things that I don't necessarily love to do. But if I can remind myself that every email I'm responding to is also a prayer to be sent up, then that makes a difference in how I approach that email. Um, so it is just throughout the day in different ways. And oftentimes my prayers are singing along at the top of my lungs when I'm home alone, um, just in worship and praise to the Lord. I love that. Okay. I'm going to do the email thing because they give me a hard time here at the office. I tend to have thousands in my inbox and I'm working <laughs> on clearing it out. And um, so I have a lot, I, if I did that for every inbox of my email, uh, my prayer life would definitely be increased. And so, um, and my aspiration is to be like you and praying. I love that because that's just a practical thing that all of us can do. We all have emails. We all have, you know, our day to day that can remind us to pray. I would love, is there a story that maybe you have seen how prayer has truly made a difference? I mean, I know probably you've seen it all the time, um, but maybe there's one story that has really stuck out that you saw people were fervently praying and how God answered that prayer. Well, we see that over and over again, week in and week out in our moms and prayer groups, because we will pray prayers that sometimes are, um, prayed one week and answered the next, and sometimes are prayed for years. And then we see an answer that comes from the Lord. So there are several different things that come to mind just because of the many answered prayers that we've seen. But one of the um, sweetest answers to prayer is, you know, I started praying at a very young age um, for my kids to um, my sons to have godly young women as their as their wives. And so one of the specific answers I saw to that is when um, God brought Katie, who serves on the board of the Pearl House, to um, be the um 
uh, wife of my son, Carson. And so that was a sweet answer to prayer for me. Um, you know, it says a godly wife is from the Lord. And I know that she is a gift that, you know, God has given. And she's an answer to a prayer that I started praying when Carson was a baby. <laughs> and so um, that's just a sweet answer. And I know Katie and I love her and adore her. And so thankful she's on our board. Um, but that was my next question was how old were your kiddos when you started praying for their spouses? You said a baby. They were, t- they were toddlers when I began to pray for their spouses. Wow. So we all need to be doing that. That is um, amazing. I have two girls and I think, oh, they're seven and 11. We don't need to be thinking about that now, but I need to be praying that for their future spouses, their future husbands. Wow. That's incredible. Well, I have loved our time together, Kendra. And before we close out, I just want to give you the opportunity. If there's anything else you want to say or share, and then this would be the moment. Can I just close with a prayer? Amen. Absolutely. All right. Father God, we just thank you for every listener to this podcast today, Lord. And Father, we just ask that each one of us would go out and make an incredible difference for your kingdom's glory. Show us, Father, how we can make a difference today to honor you, to glorify you, and to lift your name above all others. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Kendra, tell people how they can find you or maybe find a mom's in prayer near them. Yes. So um, you can reach me. My email is southwest at momsinprayer.org. And you can visit the Moms in Prayer website, momsinprayer.org. And there you can um, find a form that you can fill out that will let you know if there's a Moms in Prayer group in your area. That's wonderful. Well, thank you, Kendra, so much. And thank you all who are listening. We pray that you will go and make a difference. Thank you for listening to Make a Difference Monday. If you would like to learn more about how you can make a difference, visit thepearlhouse.org.